Well, hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Rescued Podcast. You might notice a few things are different. Um, number one is you can see me, which is the first time I've done uh, video recording here in the podcast. And I thought, why not then for Christmas, for a bonus episode? And speaking of a bonus episode and Christmas, I want to give everybody gifts. And the gift I want to give you for this holiday season is to give you something else to listen to because, hey, I've wrapped up season one for Rescue for the year. And while you're heading out on your road trips, you're heading out for some fabulous bushwalking, hiking, climbing, mountaineering, pack rafting, whatever it is that you're doing. You need to have some fresh things in your ears as you do those long road trips. So I am stoked to introduce you to the amazing Ashley. And Ashley runs a podcast um, out of her home. I'll get her to tell me a little bit more of where she is and what that what that is all about, um, which I hugely recommend. And not only do I recommend it, um, I have to give a massive nod to the work that she's done and how she has inspired this podcast that I do, the re- that she's inspired the work of Rescued Podcast. And I had the absolute pleasure of meeting her when I was in the States a couple of months ago now, and I'm stoked to be able to introduce you guys to her. So Ashley, hi and welcome to Rescued Podcast. Oh my gosh, that was the most amazing introduction I've ever received in my life. I'm so flattered and honored. Thank you so much. It's uh, very kind of you to invite me here to um, chat with you for a little bit. It's very nice. Oh, bless you. So um, tell me about, well, tell everyone where you're coming to us from, because, you know, obviously hearing an accent and a lot of the people who are listening to Rescued, you know, big Australian audience, but you don't have an Aussie accent. Tell me, where are you from and, and where are you coming to us today? Um, I was born and raised in Alaska, and I'm sitting here in my little home, my little ranch-style home um, in Anchorage, Alaska right now, and just got off work, and it's just been snowing like crazy this last month so we're getting tons of snow and it's nice and cold outside and big blanket of whiteness everywhere so it's really beautiful so that's that's where I am right now fantastic so why don't you tell me about and I'm just going to do that cheesy product placement thing (laughs) some people might have picked up that I was uh let me see I'll just take those headphones off there we go that looks a bit better um uh, you might have seen me on socials over the last couple of months wearing this hat around a bit. So tell me about the Sharp End podcast. Why, how, where, what's the story? How long has it been going? So the Sharp End podcast is something that I came up with about nine years ago. Um, I was in um, Salt Lake City and I was driving from, you know, I was living in a van at the time and I was driving from climbing crag to climbing crag to climbing crag between my, um, you know, my outdoor educating work stints. And I was reading the book by American Alpine Club, the book called Accidents, pretty religiously, um, just to learn from other people's mistakes. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I was telling my, the, the person that was in my, my best friend who was in the, in my van with me, I said, you know, Josh, I think that this book should come to life. This book should be a podcast. Somebody should make this book into a podcast. And he's like, that's a good idea. And then, you know, a day goes by and I said, you know what, Josh, 
I'm going to make that book into a podcast. I'm going to make those stories come to life. And I, and I dream this idea up and that's how it sort of was started because, you know, there's so much shame and guilt and embarrassment and judgment behind incidents and outdoor accidents. And so many people I found in, in my 15 years of doing outdoor education that nobody really wants to come forward and share their incident because it's a vulnerable space, you know, and, um, and it takes courage and bravery to come forward and be like, hey, I made this mistake and this is what I learned from it. And I want to share this so you don't make the same mistake. And what a concept, you know? And so, um, you know, I'm an empath and I believe in learning from other people's mistakes to minimize future outdoor accidents. And so I, I really try to give people a nice, safe, judgment, shame-free space to share their stories with with the outdoor community. Um, and so that's how it was birthed. And I've been working on the show for about eight and a half, nine years. And I produce one and or two episodes a month, depending on, you know, what else I'm doing in my life, because I do work a full-time job. Um, this podcast does not, um, provide enough, um, financials for me to do it full time. So I do have a full time job. So I, it's kind of, you know, a passion project that I do in between my, my other work. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of work Two two episodes a month. And, um, most people will realize that, yeah, uh, a rescued podcast, maybe about one a month ish. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of work goes into it. So what about your, outdoor background you said that you're going from you were going from crag to crag when you had this idea so would you say is climbing your your main um child that you love if you had to pick all your favorite outdoors children would, would climbing be its favorite it it climbing was definitely it definitely used to be my favorite it used to def, it used to define me you know that's I was a climber and that's what I did in my all through my 20s and then I I blew my knee out and um you know, then, uh, you know, and also living in Alaska, it's, it's tough to be a climber in Alaska because the rock here is so few and far between and the seasons aren't that long. So once you get, once you get, you start climbing a bunch again in the summertime, you know, then you get better and better and better. And maybe you're climbing from, you know, beginning of the season to five, seven or five, eight. And then at the end of the season, maybe you're climbing five, 10 or five, 11, but then it's winter you know, and so winter's, winter's along here. So then you're either climbing in the gym, which I've never really been, um, super excited about doing. Um, and, but then if I don't climb all winter long, all fall and winter long and spring long, then it's, I'm back at climbing five, seven. So it, it kind of got, it kind of got, um, difficult for me to keep going backwards with my climbing skill set. And, um, so it's tough to be a climber in Alaska, like I said, and, and now just sort of with my knee not being nearly as strong as it was previous to my injury, um, I have different hobbies these days. So, but I still, I still love climbing and I can't, I can't wait to get back on the rock at some, at some point when I'm a little bit more strong. Yeah. And that, uh, that ice and snow has melted away. <laughs> That's right. So what, what would you say? I mean, like we said, nine or 10 years you've been doing this, which is an amazing resource and library of um, great learnings for so many people Thank um, you. in your collection there for the sharp end. What are, what are some of the things now that you've, you've learnt, I guess, about um, learn about people as adventurers, as outdoors people, as sort of overall um, that you can glean from all of that experience of listening to stories. Mm -hmm. 
Um, there's been quite a few common themes throughout many of the incidents and causes of why they've happened. Um, the, the biggest one would be, you know, complacency. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it's, it's learning all the themes and threads that, that make, that, that relate all the incidents together. And, um, and also just being really compassionate and empathetic to everybody that has experienced an incident or an accident in the outdoors, because so many people, including myself forever, um, have said, oh yeah, I'm invincible. Or maybe I didn't say that out loud, but I was definitely thinking it. Um, oh, I'm invincible. That can, ne- that can never happen to me. That would never happen to me. And, and it does, it happens to you. It will happen to you. Something will happen to you. And if you, if you have a margin of safety where, or, you know, if you, if you have increased, um, um, experience outside and you're going outside and playing a lot and you're recreating a lot, like you have an increased chance of being involved in an accident. It's mm-hmm. just going to happen. It's just, it's statistics. And so I think for me, the, one of the biggest learnings has been, um, you know, stepping back and pausing and giving space and accepting that, you know, this can't, anything can happen to anybody at any time mm-hmm. and not judging and not shaming and not belittling and not making people feel lesser or that you are bigger or better or smarter because yeah. you're, because you're not. Um, and I think that's really important for all of us to just sort of take a look in the mirror and, and realize that. Mm-hmm. It's a real, it's a real humbling, humbling thing to actually realize yes. actually we're all on a level playing field. Yes, and to, exactly. And to recognize that it doesn't matter how many years experience or how much training or what our skill level no. is. Nature has a way of bringing us all into, um, uh, I guess, yeah, into that same playing field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about um, the nature of the stories that you hear on on the sharp end? Is it is it all mountaineering and climbing, or what's what's the kind of the mix there? It used to be pretty specific to climbing and alpinism and mountaineering. It did it did used to just sort of have those the specific topics um, in the show. But then I was like, wait a minute, that's really pretty exclusive. Ashley, that's pretty exclusive. And so I decided to branch out and do other other um, activities like hiking and backpacking and, um, you know, and um, kind of by branching out that way, I felt like it was allowing me to reach a wider audience. And I thought that was really important. There's there's one interview that I did with a woman who was hiking in Hawaii and she got sort of taken out by a rogue, rogue wave. And, um, wow. you know, that it was so interesting because that episode, I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to if this is going to be kind of um, a, a challenging one, if this one's going to get a lot of listens. And it got so many listens because it was so different. And, you know, you don't think about getting nailed by a rogue wave when you're you know, when you're hiking casually in Hawaii. But that's the prime example of like, OK, this like this can happen to you at any point in time, you know, mm. so it's, it's kind of cool. So that that was an interesting episode. So maybe um, check out the hiking in Hawaii one. Have you got another sort of if, if people were looking for, say, I want to say the the gateway drug into the Sharpened podcast? Is there episodes that sort of stand out to you as ones you go? You know what? If you wanted to know where to start, because after nine years you're going to have a load in there. <laughs> yeah. is, any sort of stand out that people could go looking for? Oh my goodness! Well. Um, if you're new to the podcast, 
um, you know, the beginning, the beginning couple of year episodes, you know, like the beginning, like I said, I was doing one episode a month for many, many, many years. And just this last year, I try, I'm trying to do two a month, but the beginning episodes of maybe the first 24 or so I was recording in a bus that I lived in, um, on the side of the road in outside of Haines, Alaska. And I, and my, my heating element was a wood stove. So you hear crackling and, you know, I'm recording, um, in, in a bus, like pirating some Wi-Fi from this closest <laughs> house. And so, um, the record, the audio recording is really not that great. And, and really that's been a theme through the whole eight and a half, nine years of doing this show is that my audio quality has never been that great or consistent because I'm, because the nature of my full-time job, which is traveling for, for work as, you know, doing safety for TV shows and outdoor education. So I'm recording on the road most of the time. So my Wi-Fi is very sporadic and I do apologize for that. And I do understand. And I know that I know that that is the case and I'm working on it for 2024. So just keep that in mind. But with that said, beginning episodes may be a little bit more rougher to listen to. <laughs> um, and the later episodes have definitely gotten better as I've gotten more mature with my style and my confidence as a podcaster. Um, But if there's, you know, if you're, if you want to know about, you know, where you start in terms of which episode, hmm, there's Mm, been so many good ones. There's been so many good ones. Uh, I do like all three live ones that I've done. The first being with Charlie Cicera, who is this super amazing local badass guy who lives in Anchorage, Alaska. He is a really incredible alpinist. And um, I did a live interview with him at Alaska Mountaineering and Hiking a couple years back. And he talked about his his and Jack Tackle's epic. Um, So tune into that one. Um, The second live one I did was with um, Miss Quinn Brett, who is one of my, you know, most um, favorite female climbers in, in the history of the world. And she was climbing elk, you know, she was climbing um, in, in Yosemite on El Capitan and she fell about a hundred feet and hit her back on a, on the flake oh and, you know, severed, I think she severed her spine and she is now she's a, you know, she, she can't walk. She's in a wheelchair. So that one was um, really, gr- you know, really gripping. I definitely cried during that mm-hmm. interview. Um, and the third live interview that I've done is with, um, Mr. Adam Campbell, who is an Arcteric athlete and he, um, he was backcountry skiing with his soulmate and, um, a, you know, another, um, I don't want to call her an idol, but she, but I definitely idolize her, um, she, you know, his soulmate and his partner in crime and, um, wife, uh, they were backcountry skiing in Canada and, um, you know, she, it was the last run of the day and she, was caught in an avalanche and buried um, like 12 feet down from what I remember. And when they got to her and they were digging and digging and digging and digging and digging like frantically to, to, to get Laura out of the snow, the first thing that Adam saw once they exposed a, a part of her body was her left hand. And on her left hand, he saw her wedding ring and he, um, it was just like the most like, like visually, um, mm-hmm. um, emotionally, um, descriptive thing that like, I think I've probably ever heard. So that was, um, really touching. And so mm-hmm. those three live in- interviews were really amazing, really great starts, but they are live interviews. So the, you know, the recordings are again, aren't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I think you could just really start anywhere. And then if you decide that you like the format of my show, then start at the beginning. 
Yeah, yeah, you'll have um, things to listen to for a very long time. Yeah. And and just watching how, you know, how affecting these stories can be. Um, I, I hear you on that. Um, I think something that a lot of people don't realise is the trauma actually for not only the person who's maybe the maybe the 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 victim or the, the the patient then who recovers or the people in maybe who were there with them people think oh you know oh well you had your accident two years ago or oh you might have just you know you did your tip and fib and oh you've had your moon boot and now you're back and isn't that great and I think people don't recognize the the ongoing healing and trauma that happens post accident mm-hmm. and that it's not just to that person, it's it's their whole circle. And, and when you think about for, for those of us who love the outdoors and who find <clears throat> our mental, physical, you know, spiritual and emotional and community health within those spaces to to face trauma within that place, which is which is a, a comfort place and a home place, can have a really long lasting effect on people and it's not something that you can heal quickly do you have any sort of comments or thoughts about that I think that you you nailed it on the head and um, I think compassion can go a long can go a long way and you know not only I'm not only 100% agree with what you just said but I also think that another another part of it is you know when there is a physical injury when, when there's a physical injury that happens when you are recreating outdoors, like for me, when I blew my knee out, it, it changed me. It, it Mm -hmm. stripped me of my, of how, of how I identify Mm -hmm. as an outdoor woman and as a climber and as an, you know, mountain, you know, mountain person, mountain woman, it takes your identity away. Um, and the recovery time and what that does to your mental health, it's, it's, it really does change, change a person. Um, so I think compassion can go a long way. And I also think um, giving yourself grace is really important. And then also, if you don't have, if you weren't the one that was involved in, you know, in the incident and had the, came out of it with a physical injury. So say, you know, you and I are, or are climbing together and say, I'm, you know, you're climbing and I'm belaying you. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, you know, you fall and I'm not paying attention for whatever reason or something happens and the, you know, the rope f- slips through my ATC and all of a sudden you hit the ground and you, you know, and you get injured, you get physically injured. Maybe you break your arm or maybe you, you, you injure your ankle and then you are, your climbing career is, is on a hard pause. But all that and all that attention goes to you because you have this physical injury that you need to get healed up, right? And n- not a lot of people look at me and say, "Wow, Ashley, like, how are you doing?" You know, yeah, you made this mistake that you and that, yeah, I could tell you feel awful, and you may and you may never climb again because you may never blame anybody again because you know you have this PTSD that you are that you can't forgive yourself for. And I think that I think there's something to be said for that too. Is you know obviously pay attention and, 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 um, give, give attention and give first aid to those that have been physically injured, but also give attention and first aid to those that are mentally injured. So it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword and it's, they're both equally important and I can't stress that enough. Mm. Yeah. So true. It's so true. And I think the, the very nature of all that stuff is why, podcasting is an is an excellent way 
to share story, to share Mm -hmm. a pathway to healing because Mm -hmm. there's not that instant, um, you know, you don't get the angry keyboard warriors jumping in like they can in social media. Trolling. You know. Trolling is awful. Which can be horrific to people who are already going through this stuff the last thing they need is is a pile on mm-hmm. so yeah it's um it it's certainly yeah it's a nice way and it also t- it's that sense of bringing bringing people around the campfire let's share yeah. a story let's let's share in this non-judgmental non-shame based you know um framework and and think well how can how can this make me a better climber bushwalker, hiker, backcountry Mm -hmm. skier, whatever it is. If there were any comments, any nasty or rude or unhelpful comments on any of my posts at all, I delete them. There's no, there is no room for any of that on any of my social media. If you go, or if you go on there and say, wow, what an idiot, I'd never do that. You, your post is deleted. Like I will not tolerate anything that makes people feel worse than they already do. I won't Mm. do it. It's not, it's, that's not okay. It's not okay. And do you have any, um, have you had any sort of feedback or response from people who, who have come onto the sharp end and have told their story and have then come back to you and said, hey, thanks, that actually helped with my processing and dealing with it. So many. I would say 50% of the guests that have been on the show have said that the, the space that they were given to work through and share, you know, verbally process and work through and share their incident with others has helped them tremendously, which is so worth it. And I've wanted to quit doing my own show probably a dozen times because for me, like I mentioned to you before, I am an empath and I carry these stories and I feel it, I feel their, their words and their experience in my gut and in my heart. And it is like, really can weigh on me. And so um, I've thought about Leave, you know, leaving and walking away so many times, but I, I, I see the value, um, and I don't mean a monetary value, but I see the, I see the importance and the value of continuing to produce the show because um, the importance, you know, uh, that the appreciation, the importance that my guests tell me that they're getting from it, um, and not only the guests experience but it's also the listeners too like I get lots and lots and lots of fan mail saying Ashley I think you saved my life by me listening to this episode and it's like the thought of me saving somebody's life you know oh my gosh like what a beautiful thing to, to to give somebody is is living longer potentially you know and I don't know but the the thought of it if that being a possibility is just god it's like worth it's worth the crying and it's worth the pain that I endure b- by producing the show. Yeah. And the hours of research, recording, <laughs> admin, editing, marketing, post- commenting, the emailing, whole mailing, <laughs> planning awesome merch. Can I just oh, say? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, by the way, yes, thank you, um, everyone. Ashley gave this to me very generously when I when we met up in um, in the states. So, yeah, that's maybe one way that you could even support 
the work of Ashley and the show, uh, The Sharp End, is by visiting her store. So in the show notes, I'm going to pop links to all of her stuff. Um, I encourage you to absolutely check out her her things, you know, subscribe, um, share it with your friends. And I guess finally, is there anything else you wanted to say, Ashley, about about The Sharp End um, or about, you know, your, your perspective um, that you have after so many years of doing this? Um, that you'd love the listeners of the Rescued podcast to know? Um, I'd just like to say, um, well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm so grateful and honored and I'm just like, I can't believe it. Um, And then, um, yeah, I do have a, I just started a a YouTube channel. So it's like, you know, this is your, you're doing video right now. I'm transitioning as into doing video as well. So um, a lot of the, um, podcast or a lot of the episodes that I've done in the last the last six episodes that I've done are now on YouTube and moving forward every episode that I will be doing will also be on YouTube and I want to just leave the listeners with with one final um thing which is um you know be kind be compassionate and um play hard and be smart play hard be smart Excellent words. Ashley, thank you so much. All the best for the holiday season for you and your family and all of your community of listeners. And um, I look forward to listening to more here and right back at you. And I look forward to listening to so much more of The Sharp End over my holidays and into next year as well. Thank you so much. I I greatly appreciate the, the time.